Brian, how are you on this wonderful snowy morning? I'm doing great. Um, like I'm mildly getting sick of the snow, you know. Mm. Like okay, like, okay, gotcha. maybe um, uh, maybe you know, a little bit of uh, spring, please. <clears throat> oh, Sorry, cool. but I was like, okay, we have a little bit of spring, but I am never to complain about snow or rain. We can never get enough. No. So fuck it. So fuck it. We're not complaining. We're not complaining. We're appreciating it. We're thanking. We're grateful. But yeah, <laughs> All I'm doing good. Yes, sir. I'm glad, glad to hear. I'm in the same boat as you. I, I enjoy the snow, actually. Even I know people hate it with the passion. Because, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I enjoy I, I, I like rain a lot, too, though. Just the vibe of rain feels good. But yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, we're almost, you know, it's crazy, right? We were just in January. I feel like just yesterday, it feels like. And we're already in March. This is crazy. I know. What's happening? It's going to be mid-March hella soon. <laughs> I know, man. It's bad. Like I feel like we were just talking about how Crunchyroll announced their uh, January, you know, nominees. And then we voted for them. And we're like, oh, it's not going to be for a long time until they announce the winners. And here we are. going to announce the here winners Here we today. are. Good Lord. Well, Somebody stop this train. It's like we're in uh, in Pucci's Made in Heaven, man. You know. Oh. I know. Uh-oh. Acceleration. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're gonna bring you some more anime. So, as I mentioned, we're gonna talk about the Crunchyroll Anime Award winners, and then afterwards, we're gonna finally talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure: Stone Ocean Part Six, Part Three, the finale. So, mm-hmm. before we get mm-hmm. into that, Brian, any uh, updates for us on life, you know, news? What do you have for us? Anything you've been doing? <clears throat> nah, I think just same old, same old. Um, okay. I watched White Lotus. I don't know if this counts. Oh, okay. But I've been digging The Last of Us. I don't know if we talked about that yet. We had not talked about it, but I've heard uh, good things about it. I think so, too. Um I heard the last episode got review bombed because that's nice. So I don't know. I don't know. So this is just things I heard from my brother. But um, I don't know. I think it might just be like another instance of um, first It's a double whammy. Let me explain the situation. It's kind of a double whammy. (laughs) Okay. Where. um, um, Sorry, lost my train of thought. But where they kind of where like the nerds who expect like um tv media to be exactly the same as the video i mean <laughs> as the video game yeah are kind of up their panties because they kind of changed it yeah but you know i feel like they've been doing that throughout the series already mm-hmm. and i think it works out for the best like um actually i won't spoil the last of us but um i i don't know i just think it's super important for people to recognize that uh that fucking tv is not a video game you know especially because like um, people complain that there's not a lot of zombies or like killing or whatever. Sure, yeah. But I feel like you know that works for gameplay to keep you entertained. 
But right. like you know, as a story, there's like more important things like you know the characters. Exactly. That would definitely like take priority over like you know mindlessly killing zombies. Like nobody wants to watch a full fucking hour episode of them just fucking fighting zombies, or at least once. I mean, maybe once that would be cool. But even then, a whole hour of that would probably get boring. Yeah, exactly. And so <clears throat> people have just kind of been mad about that. And then also, I think it's just kind of like, um, I don't know. I think it's just kind of like the diversity thing that people don't like or the, whatever. The diversity thing, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Where like, oh, like they're force feeding this shit to us. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess. And so it kind of so got that double whammy, but... I don't know. I've just been really enjoying it. Um, yeah, I, it, I think I think it just might be the greatest video game to live action adaptation we have. Really? Period. Yeah, because you know they're notorious wow. for failing, but this no, is like a really enough. like yeah, <clears throat> like I'd give it like an eight or a nine right now. Oh wow, it's that good, huh? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a terrific it's a terrific show. Um, but have you have? Do you have HBO Max? Are you I gonna do. Give it a little, give it a little try. You haven't been watching or what? I have not been watching it. Um, I've been in the loop of like, um, you know, people thirsting for the main character guy. You know, since <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> been cringe. <laughs> Why? I su- I support it. I feel bad for him because like it's kind of like the Henry Cavill thing where, um, but it, it, I think I'm up too much. Well, not that, but it's like you know they just. It's just sexual harassment, and it's, you know, and it's more sting. Like, when people are like, hey, look, uh, I saw this one clip where this girl made, like, this fan fiction, and he said, here, read this out loud for everybody. And he said, no, I'm not doing that. It's too dirty. Like, Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's weird. That's what I mean. And, like, same with Henry Cavill when he was getting interviewed. You know, she's like, you know, he's a nice guy, but you forget about it when you look at his face, you know, because uh, who cares, that, you know, when he's so handsome. And I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know. No. But Valid point, valid point. I didn't know... Yeah, they were bad. doing that shit. We're like fanfics and mm. okay, maybe we'll because like the only thing I've seen, like there was this like one night where like I was like procrastinating doing homework and I was on TikTok <laughs> naturally, and then um, I saw like one of those edits, and where it's like I don't know they had like a little quote from him like of a movie, okay, and then they played that one song, his sexy lady, like from Shaggy. Okay, um, yeah, I don't know if you know which song I'm talking about. Yeah, I think I do. But yeah, <laughs> and I don't know why, but that kind of motivated me to do my homework. <laughs> wow, there, there you go. Well, I mean, <laughs> that that had got me. That had got me. Just, I mean, that, like, that kind of stuff is not bad. Now. That's fine. Yeah, nothing like. Yeah, but just, like, yeah, sexual fanfic at an interview, like, yeah. let's fucking not. Let's not fucking. Yeah, it's bad. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, he's great. Obviously, I mean, uh, there's no. I mean, if he's in, a, if he's doing a good job in his role, I mean, hey man, I'm for it, and I'll, I'll check it out if you give it that highly of a. I never played the game though. Have you played the game, Brian? I haven't, and oh, so that's okay. why I feel like I don't. Well, I feel like I wouldn't care to begin with because I feel like it's good okay. when they deviate. Yeah, um, makes sense. Yeah, because they're just two completely different things, right? Yeah. Like it's it's so easy to make a video game to do this and that, but like to film it is completely different. Or like a manga or comic, you know, like right. It's you can draw anything, but you know. And kind of make it make sense, you know? Okay. Well, shit. Maybe I'll check it out then, man. You got me intrigued. You got me intrigued, yeah. bro. I like it more than... Um, I don't know if you watched... Uh, what's that new Game of Thrones series? Death of the Dragons? Yeah. Oh, Hot D. 
House of the Dragons. House of the cool. Dragons. Yes. House of the Dragons. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've been liking it more. Oh wow! And House of the Dragons. And so I, I mean, I, you know, it's a good show. Like I feel like it's genuinely a good show. And so, um, yeah. Well, I'm all for it then. I'll, I'll have to check it out. Uh, for sure then. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess for me, I I bought myself a Nintendo Switch uh, OLED and. Uh, Ooh. Fancy boy. Yeah, and I was supposed to sell my old one, but the person that was gonna buy it uh, backed out. So that you know that was Bruh. kind of the point of uh, buying. Which I, I'm, you should do the opposite. You should sell it first and then buy it after. And then buy it. But I, I so you're like, fuck. So that's so you had this one person where like, oh, I'm gonna 100 percent buy it. Yeah, she was excited and everything, you know, for her kids. So I'm like, all right, sweet, let's do it. But and then she backed out. So whatever, no big Bruh. deal. Yeah. No big deal. Um, but yeah, I got I've been playing Bioshock on it, uh, because I never Ooh. I never once played a Bioshock in my life. I just heard good things Same. about it and people are like, yeah. Oh, it's good storytelling. And then I saw it was on a Switch and I'm like, Oh, maybe I can play it here because having it on the old edge screen, I I like to play handheld a little more now than before. Back then I just like I told you, I never really played uh OLED at all because uh, no. It just didn't work for me. Yeah. I mean who needs it when you have fucking big ass T V? That's right. But this works better now because it looks good. It looks clear. It's a little. It's the same. It's still 720p, which is unfortunate. But yeah. I mean, it looks better. You have better lighting. You have better blacks and whites, and the contrast is just way better. And Bioshock is pretty fun. Yeah, I I bought the the collection edition, which was like eight dollars on uh eShop. It was on sale. That's why I bought it too. It was really really cheap. Oh, oh. Yeah, so you get the first one, the second one, and then the new Infinite. So. Oh, for eight dollars? Yeah. All the re- all remade, re- remastered versions. So I was Damn. here for it. And yeah, I bought them. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, well, it's pretty fun so far. I played the first one and I'm pretty into it. And yeah, I have no complaints so far. Switch is running it pretty well. I mean, because it's a, it's a pretty old game. So you would hope it could run it pretty well. <laughs> you could only <laughs> fucking hope. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's that for that. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, I got nothing else. I think I've been. You know, just uh, same old, same old. Watching uh, the weekly anime, uh, Princess Connect, nothing else. Uh huh. Do you think people are finally getting tired? Well, I think this is kind of more specific towards Pokemon. Okay. But do you think people are finally getting like tired of their shit? Um. Yeah, I have. Cause yeah, I, I think so. Because I feel like definitely from like the past couple releases, you know, people complained, but they still bought it. But, you know. Like, I feel like from our media friend group, like, we haven't bought the new one at all, you know? Wow. Yeah. Which is weird because, like, you know, like, I bought um, Sword and Shield and Diamond Pearl. Even people talking shit on Diamond Pearl is actually a really good game. Fuck y'all. But, <laughs> um, yeah, people, I don't know. I just feel like people, like, um, I just feel like uh, Scarlet and Violet didn't come to stay, you know? Wow, yeah. Would well, you agree? You know what? I agree, Brian, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, too. People that actually have bought it, they're all negative on it. Like, the majority are like, yeah, I played it, but stop with the open world if they can't commit. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were saying that Legends Arceus is the best example of open world in Pokemon. And I'm like, oh, wow, there you go. There's that. And, you know, it's just one of those things that, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think people are, are sick of either them just half-assing it or... I don't know what it is, but what I think it like because I know people are more than happy with the designs of uh, the characters. They're really happy with the designs, but the gameplay itself, they're mad about that. Mm-hmm. They're mad about 
um, you know, the you seen those, you know, the big bug compilations and shit, and it's bad. So yeah, I mm. mean, even people that have bought it that um, I listen to podcasts, yes, they're not happy about it. And the people that you're right, I'm with you. I have not met one person in my immediate friend group that has bought the game either. So yeah, I mean, eesh, it's uh, it's rough, man. I mean, I just, I mean, honestly, I just hope they learn because um, yeah, you know, I think they're having like good pokemon ideas like i like the direction but i just feel like you know kind of like what you said where they have one studio producing like three fucking games a year <laughs> yeah like it's trying to give some to hell laboratories or some shit um <sighs> you know like try to like fucking let somebody else like you know work on it and so like their main dev, dev team can like finish it and so exactly i don't know hopefully they learn and hopefully nintendo could actually release a console that's not like five years behind in tech and so fingers yeah. crossed <laughs> fingers crossed but you know hopefully you know a lot of these like uh you know big wigs all they see is the numbers and if they see that it did well they're gonna keep doing it so i don't know and i think it did sell well still, you think it did i think it's still yeah i think it did because i think it was still like top of the e-shop and i'm not sure how accurate that is though maybe it's just like you know uh was new and hip and they put it at the top of the e-shop even though it didn't sell that well i'm not sure though Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, well, so senpai. Then. Yes. Have you seen the new Demon Slayer movie? Um. So the last episode and the new episode. No. No, you haven't seen it. I have not seen it. Have you? Nah. No, nah, I, I was <laughs> going to, but then I heard my friend was like, "Yeah, you don't, you don't have to come in until like the the first like hundred twenty minutes into <laughs> <to> the movie." <laughs> Holy shit. I, and then from that you can you can actually come in. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to harp on shit that I've already been harping like a million times. But I feel like, you know, we let them get away with fucking Mugen Train getting aired on the anime. Yeah. And then now they're gonna come around and do this shit where they're gonna up, where they're probably gonna start the anime in the exact same way where they're gonna show the exact same things and like waste another fucking half of the season. Oh please don't. But do somehow, that. you know, maybe like you know. Like we talked about, maybe it was just like the first two episodes. That's it. You know, maybe special event. Save it for a con. But. <sighs> yeah. Even, I don't know. Even I kinda, cons don't, I don't do like that, that though. They just show you the one episode. It's oh, yeah, yeah. It's not, even even they don't give you the middle finger. Or maybe they just fucking keep it. <laughs> just just air it. Yeah, we don't right. need a sneak peek. Just bring the hype, man. The... Exactly. Yeah, for real. Just fucking bow the time. Let people whisper. Like, oh, what is Ufootable up to next? What is Demon Slayer up to next? Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm so excited for this new arc. Oh, but I have to wait. The The anticipation is killing me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Some shit. Because I feel like this is definitely not it. And hopefully, you know, because my hero, they're teetering too, you know. I feel like they want to. They probably want to do shit like that as well. Oh, but I did see the Sao movie. Oh, really? Okay, how was yeah, that, Brian? I, um, did you see it? Mm-mm. No, sir. Well, um, I forgot that so it, part, it came out, bro. I'm not gonna lie. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, it feels like a blur. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh God! <laughs> I feel like nothing happened, but <laughs> oh no. At the same time, I, it wasn't bad, though. Like, okay. it wasn't, you know, it, it's like a good, like, 6 out of 10 quick rating. But, like, okay. a good 5 or 6 out of 10, you know, like, I was like, okay, like, you know, it's not the most intriguing, but um, 
Okay. Definitely. Yeah, definitely fixing the storyline where like they oh, just okay. take all like all the cringe. Um, it's good to hear then. But you know, kind of looking back, I kind of don't remember anything. Um, yeah, I know that Eesh. they kind of reconciled with like the blue haired girl or whatever. Oh yeah, right. So they kind of like reconciled. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's there. I think it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely not as cringe as the first one. Oh, okay. Uh, and so that's an improvement. And so maybe, yeah. maybe you know, the rewrite, the rewrite is working. It's working. Will I probably see number three? Probably. I, yeah, most likely. There you um, go. But w- was it a great movie? I don't know. I don't know about that. So you say like if people were getting into Sword Art Online for the first time, you would tell them to go to the movies then for sure. Yeah, I would. I would. Like, I don't know why the fuck you would watch the anime. <laughs> looking back at <laughs> looking back at it. Yeah. But yeah, definitely start with the movies. I mean, um okay. I I think just it's like kind of a weird phenom- phenomenon where like you know, like where like the cringe kind of worked at the time period. But then everybody <laughs> looking back it didn't it aged like milk. Yeah. And so they're refixing it. And so it's kind of weird because, like, that's, like, the original audience who had, like, stayed true from SAO and all their cringe. Yeah. You know. Fair. Will yeah. they still support yeah. the new one? And then who's the demographic for their... I don't know. Yeah, don't it's know. it's a rough one. It's rough. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess with that, I mean, I got nothing else really. Uh, I know... Brendan Fraser is winning a lot of awards for uh, the whale. Okay, so sexy, sexy. We love good. it. We love it. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely advocating for him to win the Oscar uh, this coming Sunday. So uh, I'll be watching the Oscars just for that. Kind of like when I watched the Oscar just to see Joaquin Phoenix win uh, for Joker, and uh, I was Joker? very happy. Yeah, I was very happy Ooh. about that. So Ooh. hopefully he uh, wins for the whale as well, man. He's, um, he deserves it. He deserves it. After all, he went through. Man. Yeah, it's not only for he went through. He just is a great. He is great in his role and in general so yeah i think it i think it's kind of weird because like the the most like nominated movies kind of feature actors who have been gone for a while yeah you know kind of same like you know with like the two leads from everything everywhere all at once oh yeah yeah you know like you know kind of like the the male actor has like he was just like was he in indiana jones and that was kind of it oh yeah Jesus. And then he kind of came back and gave this, like, you know, beautiful performance after, like, 30 fucking years, 30, 20 years. Good Lord. Of, you know, and so, like, um, it's good. You know, like, I think it's definitely, like, everything, you know, we love to see people from the past coming, like, making a comeback. Right. And seeing them still be amazing as they've always been. Yeah, even Adam Sandler. He's, uh, he got a few uh, nominees for Hustle, so, yeah. For Hustle? Yeah. Yeah. Adam Sandler is still a weird phenomenon. Yeah, he's one of them. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely that. has a dad vibes, but he has a dad vibes <laughs> on lock, I guess. Uh, the way he dresses cool. for those events is hilarious. Yeah, he doesn't give a damn. Yeah, he doesn't. He literally doesn't give a fuck. Just he's sweats. like, I'm gonna make this. <laughs> I'm gonna make a bullshit movie, but you guys are still gonna pay me like fifty mil. Yeah, no kidding. It's gonna like review bombed, but it's also gonna be super popular. So, yep. Adam Sandler is like Thanos. He has literally all the power. <laughs> Like he doesn't, he's so unassuming, but he has that power. This is so true. It's so true. <laughs> okay. I mean, with that, I got nothing else, Brian. You got anything else to bring up? Uh, no, not on the top of my head. Okay, man. I guess we can just jump right into uh, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. 
Beautiful, beautiful. The let's get to it. All let's right, get to it. Let's start at the very bottom because uh, the top one is anime of the year. So let's just start from the bottom and go up. I guess that's probably the best way to do it. It's okay. It's easier than the last time where I, you know, they kind of had a little um, grid system there that you can. I kind of fucked up. I had to click I, through it. Yeah, it, it was bad. So this is a little better, I guess. So I'll start us off here uh, with best voice actor performance, but. But remember, guys, um, they decided to not include the winter anime. So no Mob Psycho, no Chainsaw Man, Boo. because they did that for recency bias. And I understand their mindset, but I just don't think it worked. But, you know, whatever. We'll see how, you know, they did it this time. And I, I'm pretty sure the award show was pretty good. I, I didn't see it this time, but they had Aimer perform. That's that's huge. And Who's Aimer? She did like the openings for Fate. Um, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so she's great. Um, oh, so that reminds me. Yeah. So this is like another controversy. I don't know if we should get into it or not. So you tell me. Okay. Um, so I think there's a game called like Cherry Bullet, Atomic Bullet, Atomic Heart, Atomic Cherry. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do not, but let me give it a quick search while you continue and. Let me let me look it up too. It's like Atomic. I know it's. I think okay. I think it's Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart, okay. right? And then I don't know. Like <laughs> it's just kind of like another kind of like insult shit, where like <laughs> uh, Atomic Heart has been getting a lot of praise because they quote unquote show show women with feminine traits. Oh yes, and, okay. I know what this is. And like <laughs> by showing women with their feminine trait. It's like those like kind of like monster aliens that are like, you know, like big titty, big ass, yes. like, you know, kind of like, like kind of, uh, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, you know, it's weird that like kind of like, you know, the kind of the demographic who probably doesn't talk to women a lot <laughs> also think yeah. they know like what like women's bodies look like. Um, Based on their sex doll, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. They just fucking have like, they literally just want like sex dolls. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is such a great. And then there's like, it's so weird. It's kind of like where they're like, where like you think like they're being self-aware, but they're not. Because there's like, yeah, it's bad. There's like a tweet where it's like, you know, you know, this is the reason. Um, <laughs> or no, it was like take a take a look at um, the game devs for um, for Atomic Heart, and tell me why this game is so great. <laughs> and so it's just a picture of all the devs, and it's like. 90 it's like there's like only one woman in the frame and it's like 99 percent like white kind of like your typical like geeky nerd dude you know oh god and so it's like you know they're essentially saying that like oh yeah this game is made by like you know like 20 year old like kind of like white men and sure. so they no wonder they would have kind of like you know they're making they're talking to the demographic to you know like kind of like the insults and so um yeah yeah i thought I thought that was interesting. I thought it was so weird because um, I feel like it just sounds so stupid or like, you know, you have these like kind of like dolls that are yes, like super faceless dolls that, yeah, it's ridiculous. Super pornographic dolls. And so um, they're like, yes, this is women's bodies. Um, exactly. And like they like sincerely mean it from the bottom of their hearts, <laughs> you know? But yeah. No, interesting. I, it's bad because I know what you mean. People either base women off of you know their sex dolls or just straight anime 
And if they're not these 16-year-old girls with, you know, ginormous boobs that was going to destroy their back in five years, and this tiny little waistline that is inhumanly possible, a la One Piece, you know, they... You know, the thing is disgusting. Like, you know, I seen I seen a tweet of the same thing where someone compared uh, these two girls to like a bunch of I think like the Tomb Raider girl and then um, that girl from that dinosaur uh, robot one. Right. They're saying, look at how ugly these these two are compared to like these faceless uh, sex dolls that are just way more. They give off more feminine vibes and uh, more feminine aura. And I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? Damn. <laughs> like, dude. what the fuck are you? Yeah. Holy like, shit. Well- I don't know. I feel like it kind of shows what they think women are, you know, or like this is feminine aura. And like the only thing they think about is like if they want to fuck it or not, you know. And so like kind of kind of showing them like, you know, what they think, you know, like, oh, if it's not fuckable, then it's not a woman or like, okay, that sounds right. But like, you know, like if it doesn't like fit this weird standards of like super sexualized, um, whatever, you know, you know, see super sexualized standards, then it's not like a normal woman body. Well, I don't like, know. Obviously, all they do is watch porn, and yeah. all they do is have fake tits and have these huge fake asses, right? And that's yeah. all they base their opinion on. So when they see a girl that has, like, you know, these small breasts, I'm like, that's pretty much a dude, bro. That's a dude. And I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, it's it's kind of sad, yeah. man. I mean, we're in this landscape of, uh, you know, AI and all this stuff right here. And I feel bad for the people that are just so you know, disconnected from the world, I guess, because, you know, yeah. they they really just don't know. And they, they, they don't, they can't interact with other humans because, you know, they'll probably be cringe or say some nonsense. Or maybe they have this social anxiety where they go up to a woman and they, in reality, can't even talk to her. But, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. I feel bad, but, you know, hopefully, and I don't know. I don't know how we can fix this nonsense. These people got to just, you know, keep it to themselves, We just got to unplug the games. Unplug the games. <laughs> unplug the game or keep it to yourself, bro. I mean, good Lord. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's definitely weird because, like... It's a bad one. Um, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, Sorry. Word for that. Sorry for that tangent. No, no, no. It's fine. I That's a good one to bring up. People are disconnected from the world. And speaking of disconnected, let's get back into the Crunchyroll Awards. So, yeah. starting off here, we're going to start with uh, Best Voice Acting Performance in English. Okay, I'm going to go to the nominees here. And you have Amanda Lee as uh, Kitagawa from My Dress Up Darling. And you have Shirami Lei, uh, Kotaru Sato in Kotaru Lives Alone. Natalie Van Sistine did Your Forger in Spy X Family. And Sung Won Cho a.k.a. Prozed, did Kage, Ranking of Kings. And we got Zeno Robinson, Gamma 2, from uh, Dragon Ball Superhero. And uh, we also have Zach Aguilera, David Martinez, and Cyberpunk. And he ended up winning. Uh, I never watched hey. him, though. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm happy for him. Uh, anybody that won here, I'd be happy for her, I guess, because I just don't know their, how they did. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's great to hear. I, heard, I mean, did you ever watch uh, Kotaro in dub, Brian? uh i think i did yeah oh yeah like a little was, bit how were they i think it was good it it worked like it wasn't bad kotaro's voice never got on my nerves okay, um that's good. i mean i did i did do i do i do i did i did i did do i do but um <laughs> i did perform i did prefer japanese as i typically do but nice. yeah kotaro in english was not bad excellent all right moving on brian give us the next one Honestly, I'm 
<laughs> these awards are kind of sad. I feel like it's literally the same fucking three. Oh, but yeah, I know. Anyway, well, it's here we go. Here we go. So we have best VA performance for Japanese. Um, we have uh, Feruzu Ai for Jojo as Jolene. Uh, Natsuke Hane for uh, Tanjiro. Um, hold up, sorry. No worries. Oh no worries. shoot. How did you how did you look at it? Just uh, like oh wait, where did you click you on every name? No. You just scroll down. Okay, well I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say the, the voice actor and the yeah. animator in because I don't want to click on to see the character. Oh that's fine. Um sorry friends. <laughs> but let's say we have Misake Kuno for Made in Abyss, Chikai Anzai for uh Yore's recoil. And then Atsumi Tanazaki from Spy Family. And then we have the winner, Yuki Kaji as Eren Yeager yep. for Attack on Titan. Do you agree with this, Brian? Uh, mm, no. I think it should have been um, Feruzuai. Yeah, I'm between... Or, yeah, I'm, or I'm between, uh, You know, I'm between her as well, Feruzuai, or uh, Misaki Kuno... From Made in Abyss, uh, she did great there. Either one of them, I would have been happy with, but I think Feru's Eye gave a, like uh, an amazing performance in uh, JoJo, so I would give yeah, it to her for sure too, though. It's a dynamic range because Jolene Pertata shit on a fucking emotions. That's true. Um, and you know, of course, she had a <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I feel like you know uh, JoJo, especially like being a Joe star, is not an easy voice acting role. You have to go no. through a lot. You're you're put the fucking ringer. You're put through the fucking ringer. And so I think she did an amazing job. I agree. Oh, well. Aaron Yeager, of course, is going to win that. No doubt. Of course. All right. Next one here is Best Romance Anime. We have uh, Call of the Night, Homie Can't Communicate, the second season, Love After War Domination, My Dress Up Darling, Shikimori Night Just a Cutie, and Kaguya-sama Love is War. And the winner is Kaguya-sama Love is War. Ultra Romantic. And This is the biggest upset so far. Yeah. I'm biggest not- upset. Dude, we well, this also know. is kind of like the most packed one too. Well, it's true. I feel like they have a lot of good like nominees on this one. They do, and actually. different nominees. They do, like a different yeah. We all we, we both know Shikimori should have won the two bros. We always exactly. <laughs> yep, I was about to say the exact same thing. That should have been. I don't know how the fuck they lost. It was theirs to lose. Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, it's another one that I saw coming. I, I don't agree. Yeah. With. I mean, we're all gonna see. The, we're all gonna see these coming. Yeah, we're all gonna see these coming. Oh I'm gonna God, let you dude. know right now, folks. This next one, Brighton. I can't do this. Please give me the okay. nominees, bro. No. So, best fantasy. All right, we have Ranking the Kings, the case study of Banti Vanitas. Yeah. Overlord Four, I believe. Yep. Uh, Moshiko Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, Season One, Second Core. Made in Abyss, the Golden City of the Scorching Sun, and we have the winner, <laughs> Demon Slayer Kimatsu Yoniba <laughs> Entertainment District Art. Oh my god! Oh my, that's horrible. From the from the back, from the back, they came and they won swiftly, but suddenly. No, this is just an abomination. I told you, Brian. When someone tells me I want a fantasy show, that's ranking of kings. No, easily. Yeah. What in the e- fuck? Yeah, easily, exactly. Especially like. To the fan- fantasy genre. Yeah, exactly. Because I what feel like this? Demon Slayer is just straight up a shonen. Exactly. With a little bit of demons. It's like, okay, I'm, whatever. 
whatever. I'm mm-hmm. mad about that's something I'm really mad about, but that's fine. So next one, moving on before I get more mad is best drama. First, we got here Tech on Titan Final Season Part Two. We got eighty six Part Two Cyberpunk Edge Runners Dance Dance Dancia Kotaro Lives Alone Made an Abyss the Golden City of the Scorching Sun and of course the winner is the Tag on Titan Final Season Part Two. Uh, no. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming either. Uh, it should not have won. It should have gone to Cyberpunk or Made an Abyss, but I would actually give it more to Or Kotaro. Okay, yeah. I haven't I haven't seen that one, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, okay. Mm. All right, so next we have the best comedy. Okay. We have your boy, Konminjin. We have Uncle from Another World. Uncle from Another Mother. Okay, <laughs> My Dress Up Darling. Kotaro Lives Alone. Kaguya-sama. Love is War Ultra Romantic. And then we have Spy Family. And the winner goes to Spy Family, which I'm not mad because nope. it was funny. It's good. It's this, good I mean, this one is a good category to win. It is. Um, yeah. I'm for it. Yeah, I'm okay with this one, actually. It's fine. I'm okay. I'm okay with this one. I'm okay with this one, too. All right. Next one we have beer is Best Action Anime. So first we got Demon Slayer Part 2, whatever, District Art, Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, uh, Licorice Recoil, and Spy Exu Family. And the winner is Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, of course. And I disagree again. It should have been Cyberpunk Edge Runners that had the best action of the year by far. That one had good-ass fucking action? It did. Yep. We all know if Mob Psycho was here, it would have probably got it just because of episode yeah. six. But <laughs> I mean, whatever. And then my Mob Psycho has the name to actually win. Uh, yeah, I can't believe that. I think there's... They really well Chainsaw Man and Mob Psycho probably would have been in a lot of these more. I think. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that would have made it way beefier. Yeah, it would. It would have been. Oh well. They should just hold the like the Country World Roll Awards just like mid, maybe like summer. Right. Yeah, it's not a bad one. Yeah. So people can say, "Oh, the recency bias is over." But that's not. But I like it. Okay, so we did best drama. Okay, we're going back to. That must protect all at all cost characters. Oh my god. Right. We have Anya Forger. We have Boji. We have Kage. Oh my god. We have Kotaro Satsu. We have Marine Kitagawa. And then we have Shoko Komi. Okay. Um, I feel like they set everybody up because this category is for one person one person only <laughs> yep we called it <laughs> and, and that's Anya Forger yeah. nobody's gonna fucking win so they're literally like oh let's make a new, a new, car- a new category but yeah, yeah I mean that's I mean, fine I know, guess yeah no problem I guess we saw it coming we saw this one coming I'm not mad it's, it's fine I guess no problem alright the next one is uh, best supporting anime character you have Anya Forger Spike's family Ai Hayasaka from Kaguya-sama Kage from Ranking of Kings, Rebecca from Cyberpunk Edge Runners, Tengen Uzui from Demon Slayer, and Your Forger from Spy X Family. And the winner is Anya Forger from Spy X Family. Uh, hey, she's yeah. going to be sweeping. I, I mean, feel like she's almost like a co main character because I feel like she gets as much or even more screen time than Lloyd. You know what, Brian? I agree. She's definitely a main character. There's three main characters in the show, and it's those three Your, yeah. Anya, and whatever the fuck the guy's name is again, Lloyd. That's right. So I don't <laughs> understand it. I agree with you. She should not. It should have been, uh, the, you know, the good boy. The good old It should have been the dog Vorps, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Because I definitely don't think it's a supporting Jaeger. I mean, <laughs> <No>. oops. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> just spoils the next one. My bad. So we got best main character. We have Lloyd Foyger, Marion Kitagawa, David Martinez, Chista Nishikigi, Boji, and then we have Eren Yeager, yeah. who I just <laughs> like I said, Eren Yeager win. I'm surprised. I thought people hated Eren Yeager. They do, but I mean, I guess people subjectively look at it as like if he's a good main character in the grand scheme of the show, and uh, whatever, you know. Do fun. you do do you know the ending of the story? I do. I read the manga. Yeah, and then the new episode, the the first part came out yesterday, Brian. Actually, of the ending. oh oh shit oh shit. Crunchyroll. So are crashed. they gonna actually are they gonna actually um finish it or what? Uh, the first part came out, so yeah, I have not watched it yet, though, Brian. So I, I don't know how far they get into it, and I do know the story. So they they might change something. Who knows? You know. So we'll see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But because I heard a lot of people hated Aaron at the end. Yeah, of course they they tried to. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna spoil it, but okay. Yeah. I don't, this mm-hmm. list is wrong. It should be Boji, but it's fine. <laughs> this list got a lot of things wrong. Yeah. All right. Best anime director. All right. Here we go. <laughs> You got uh, Haruo Satozaki, Demon Slayer, Hiroyuki Imaishi, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, Kazuhiro Furahashi, Spy X Family, Shingo Adachi, Licorice Rikoyo, Yosuke Hata, Ranking of Kings, and Yoichiro Hayashi, Attack on Titan, Final Season, Part 2. And uh, yeah, the winner is Demon Slayer. And I disagree because I think I mentioned when we were talking about our nominations, I think. Uh, it's easier to uh, direct an already source material, but that, that I'm not taking, I'm not you know discrediting him at all. But I mm-hmm, think that mm-hmm. Edge Runner, just from the ground up, just deserves it a little more. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's my take on that. So that's unfortunate, but it was it was done well, I guess. So it's fine. Okay, we have the best anime song. Oh no, um, we have uh, New Gen- Genesis from Uta. From One Piece, I don't know why they have to. <laughs> I don't know why they had to put like from Uta. Oh my god! Because um, I feel like it's like the only ones kind of like that. Right. Anyways. <laughs> um, but okay, they have Shall We Dance from Shadow House. Okay. I haven't heard of it. Um, we have my nonfiction from, uh, Kaguya-sama, Love Is War, and then we have comedy Spy Family. Um. Chiki Kiki Bamban from Ooh. Queendom, your boy Koming, and the Rumbling Sim, um, Attack on Titan, and Attack on Titan won this one. Um, so wait, so is this like an opening or what? what, what like a original score or what? It's open. No, no, no. It's just song. I don't know. Like we have an opening coming up and we have a score coming up. So this is weird, dude. We. I think you mentioned this last time that you and I thought that they made this category just so One Piece can win, and it didn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're wrong on that one. We're yep, wrong so on that one. I don't understand it at all either. I mean, it's Chiki Chiki Bam Bam is an opening to your boy, and so I'm like, what? what? Whatever. Whatever the Spy Family's opening is, the one where they're like driving on the car, and they're like, yeah, this is not I think it. that one's, it's not that it. one's like a that one's like a 10 out of 10 fucking opening. I feel like um, it's kind of grown on me more now that the anime is over. Um, yeah. I mean, Bump of Chicken really... is just great. I mean, good Lord. That's the thing, too. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, this is not it, though. So, we're we're safe. They may win it in best opening later on. Shall we see? We shall All see. Right. We shall see. 
Best anime film. First off, we got JJK Zero. We got Bell, Dragon Ball Super, Superhero, Inu O, One Piece Film Red, and The Deer King. And I watched four of these movies, and uh, Inu O should have got it, so I'm mad. Yeah. Uh, and I think magic, no. This would have been a good chance for, uh, for like a good, um, because. I feel like the films aren't as important as like the, the kind of like the seasonal ones. I don't know if yeah. that's a hot take or not, but um, yeah, this is bullshit, dude. Two, three of these movies are from already ongoing series. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't like that. So I don't know. I'm I'm pretty upset about it. But I mean, what do you expect, right? I think we predicted it was going to either be uh, Dragon Ball or JJK. So yeah, whatever. That's fine. Next one, Brian. Give it to me before I get more mad again. Okay, we have best score. Uh, we have Kuki Kaji Kajiura and Go Shina um, from Demon Slayer, and then we have Kevin Penkin. <laughs> oh yeah, good old Kevin Penkin from Made in Abyss. We have Genki Hikota um, from Your Boy Kongming. Um, we have Akira Yamaoka from Cyberpunk. No name, um, from Spy Family, and then we have Kota Yamamoto, and then Hiroko Yuki, Hiroyuki Sawano yeah, from yeah. Attack on Titan and Attack on Titan One, baby. Oh yeah. man, I mean Sawano is great, but I think Kevin Penkin once again uh, proved just how amazing he is. The first season of Made in Abyss was him like doing a lot of work and making it amazing, and then again he came back and did it even better. Who does that? And come on now. That's just, he got he got robbed for sure. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Wait, actually, Brian, do you agree with that one, actually? Or do you just forget about the, the scores? I don't forget about the scores, but I haven't um, seen most of the anime on here. Okay. I've, only seen, uh, I've only seen Spy Family. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough there. Okay, best anime ending sequence. Okay, this is a uh, a lot of stuff here, so I'm just gonna do uh, the name of the of the song in the anime. So we have um, Akuma no Ko, Attack on Titan, Final Season Part Two, Koi no Yuke from My Dress Up Darling, and Koshobera by Yuri. Oh my goodness, from Komi Can't Communicate, and we have My Heart Has Surrendered. Kaguya-sama, Love is War, Ultra Romantic. And we have uh, Yo Fukushino Uta by Creepy Nuts, Call of the Night. And, of course, we have Comedy by Spy X Family. And, of course, the winner is Spy X Family, which is... Uh, n- this is wrong. It should have been Call of the Night, but eh, it's fine. Mm. So, Comedy was the ending for Spy Family. That's right. Mm, mm. Okay. I-, I know you're okay. gunning for the opening for Spy X Family, but we'll see if he gets it, Brian. Let's go. Oh. I already know. I already <laughs> no. know. Okay, so we have the rumbling by Attack on Titan, Chicka Chicken Bon Bon by um, your boy King Bean. This is the best opening sequence. Sorry, You're fine. we have Mixed Nuts by Spy Family. Uh, we have Naked Harrow from Ranking of Kings. Um, this fire from <laughs> Cyberpunk, and then we have Zankyo Sanka from Demon Slayer. And my favorite, the rumbling one for um, uh, Attack on Titans. So this is the so this is like the opening that I like, right? Though mixed nuts. Oh yep, this is it. 
But nah. weren't you an advocate of uh, Call of the Knights opening being up here? Not even getting a nomination, yes. Brian? Yeah, I thought... I like, Kind of looking back, I kind of like the Spy Family one, but I do think that the Call of the Night was a really good one. Yeah, I agree. I also agree. It uh, was a breath of fresh air. The rumbling was good, too. Don't get me wrong. It was a good opening, but... I mean, really, it won twice, bro? What is this shit? Whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alright, here we go. Best Continuing Anime Series. You got Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, JoJo, Stone Ocean. You got One Piece, Kaguya-sama, Love is War, Ultra Romantic, Made in Abyss, The Golden City of the Scorching Sun. And the winner, shockingly enough, is One Piece. Wow. <laughs> I feel like this one should just be generally just like a One Piece award. It's going to be One Piece vs. Boruto award. <laughs> no, not Boruto. What the fuck? Unless it's they count the, going, the dino season. Unless they count the dino season. <laughs> but... <laughs> the dino. Um, but yeah, I feel like this should be One Piece 20. Like, if you give it to anybody else in any other year, then I don't think you're valid. Yeah, true. I still can't believe how long Period. they're milking the shit out of Wano. It's, it's good, good lord. It's it's ridiculous. But, I mean, it's what we come to expect. Yes, fair enough. Until One Piece Kai, baby. Let's go. All right, Brian. Give us the next one, man. Okay, so we have the best new series. Um, we have uh, Spy Family. Call of the Night, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, Leotis Recoil, uh, My Dress Up Darling, and your boy Kong Ming. And the winner goes to Spy Family. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. It's a good show. It's great. It's a good show. Well, so did it only air in 2022? Uh, yeah, it started in 20 in the beginning, in uh, winter, and then in uh, fall as well. Okay, I support it. I like Spy Family. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay. Next one is Best Animation. Uh, we got here Demon Slayer, of course. A KB Sailor Uniform. Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2. Uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, Ranking of Kings. And Spy X Family. And of course, I would have liked to see a KB get some love. But Demon Slayer did look the best, in my opinion, as well. So I think it does deserve this award. Foodable holding it down? Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay, okay, okay. Tell me Mappa the fuck off. <laughs> fuck Mappa. <laughs> The famous thing we say here in Anime Fridge, fuck Mappa. Fuck Mappa, dude. Villain Saga deserves better. Shit. Okay, we have best character design. Um, we have Akira Matsumisha, Atsuko Nozaki uh, from Ranking of Kings, sorry. And then Akira was for Demon Slayer. Um, Spy Family, Kazuki Shimada from Spy Family. Uh, My Dress Up Darling, Kazumasa Ishida. And then we have Jojo from Masanori Shino. Mm-hmm. And then we have Cyberpunk's Yo um, Yoshinari. And the winner goes to Akira Matsumisha from Demon Slayer. Yeah, this is wrong too. I think I mentioned that. I don't think that manga stores, which is everybody here actually, <laughs> deserves to win. They should just be uh, Cyberpunk yeah. <laughs> But that's fine. Exactly. All right. What can we do? Best original anime. So we have Licorice Recoil, Birdie Wing, Golf Girl Story, Healer Girl, The Orbital Children, Vampire in the Garden, and UDA Deco. And Brian, believe it or not, I have not seen any of these except for Vampire in the Garden. And the winner is Licorice Recoil. So I have no opinion. Vampire in the Garden was not that good. <laughs> so it does not deserve it anyway. Yeah. So, so I mean, whatever. we love we love a good original anime. Maybe Licorice Recoil is worth a, worth a little try. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, 
Maybe you're right. Okay. Okay, we have Annie of the Year. Oh, let's the go, stacked Brian. one. Let's go. The bug Baby. Um, we have Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2. Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no, Yaiba, Entertainment District Art, Lecorious Recoil, Ranking of Kings, and Spy Family. And the winner goes to Cyberpunk. Let's Edge go. Runners. I'm happy with this. I'm happy. Which is weird because I feel like literally those three, like fucking AOT, Spy Family, and Demon Slayer, <laughs> like swept up yeah. every single one of these fucking awards. And they, they gave it, like, they only gave Edge Runners a fucking. Um, the best VA. Yep. Aside from this, what the fuck? <laughs> Strange, man. Yeah, this is weird. So yeah, you're right. Damn, dude, it's all the same shit except for um a few of them. But God, it's, that's horrible. That's the way it goes. Especially since winter was so stacked, I feel like it could have been you know maybe more variety because there was like a lot of stacked enemies. Yes. I mean, I don't know if the Crunchyroll awards really matter that much in the long run, but um. Not, yeah. not really. Not really. I know. I, I think last year they did a best episode as well, which I enjoyed. And I think okay. best, a best episode would have been a Mob Psycho for sure. That one episode was so fucking good. Best episode yeah. Of decade, man. Good Lord. Bro, that shit. I don't know. Like, I've never seen such good fucking animation and then, like, such a good character arc close. It was, it was everything you want, man. Everything Literally. you want in anime. Oh my god. So fucking Mob Psycho is so good. Go watch that if you haven't watched it. If you haven't watched it, you're wrong. That's fine. Get mm-hmm. out of my face. Mm-hmm. Okay. Talk your shit. Talk your shit. And that's all I got, man. So Crunchyroll Awards is over. And uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's uh, let's forget about it until the next year and let's see what they do. If they do that winter shit again, then maybe uh, next year we'll see Chainsaw Man and Mob Psycho, you know, next year. That's, uh-huh. that's kind of bad, but we'll see how that goes. Okay, you want to jump right into JoJo Part Six, Part Three? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's transition. Let's okay, we're going to finally review JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Six, Stone Ocean Part Three. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. of different names here. So my anime list separated these actually into uh, three different shows, which is pretty weird, but I guess it makes sense. Um, first, it's ONA. It streamed originally on Netflix only, which uh, you know we have our beefs with, and it is 14 episodes long. This last part, they've all been 12 except for this one's a little two extra episodes. So, and it's aired on December 1st, 2022, a little bit faster than the gap from uh, part one to part two. So that was good. Studios, of course, are David Production. Yeah. Manga. <laughs> oh yeah. Genres are action, adventure, supernatural, and the demographic is shonen, of course. And now we're finally wrapping up, um, you know, a Jolene story here. Uh, you know, you got Poochie. He has escaped. He has mutated. And that's where we kind of ended off there in the last season. And then jumping into this season, Brian, were you excited? Were you, you know, did you watch it right away as soon as you, it dropped? Or, you know, how how was your watching experience for this one, actually? I'm, I'm curious. So for this one, it was like my most anticipated because... Um, I don't know if I told you, but, like, I kind of had, like, I have, like, loose spoilers of, like, the ending. <laughs> okay. um, wow. Where, like, I, where I couldn't, like, really, like, contain myself. And I'm, like, how did they go from, like, you know, still ball run to to JoJo to, like, fucking, like, you know, like, part six, right? Okay, yeah. You know, how to, because, like, everything's, like, p- passing by chronologically. Mm-hmm. Um in like the same universe and so 
I got some spoilers. They made me sad. Um, I think I also misinterpreted <laughs> them. And so I had like a completely different vision of how it was going to get played out. Played oh, out. Because, wow. um, yeah. And so it's weird because I had expectations, but they were all wrong. Because I read them like three or four years ago. And I also had like, um, I also didn't understand them to begin with, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like you need like a lot of context. And especially for like this season where I kind of get some mind fuck at the end where you do need that context. It's super important, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. But yeah, so it's my most anticipated one because I knew that shit was about to go down. Okay. Yeah. I I still knew nothing about this at all. Um, The only thing that I did know was a spoiler of. uh, So, I mean, if you haven't watched it already, forget it. But I remember I was looking up uh, if anybody can beat Jotaru's stand, if it was possible. And yeah, I I saw that Made in Heaven was the one that was going to defeat Jotaru. So I thought. I also had my spoilers. I thought he was gonna die by Made in Heaven, and I mean I thought so too. Yeah. Right? So like, yeah. have you seen that Magna panel where like his face kind of gets cut in half? Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I saw. Yeah. Did they change that in in like this like where they didn't show that panel? Maybe. Maybe that's the case, or maybe uh, because yeah, I mean, like it has to be right. I guess because I think we all know the panel, but like when they kind of show his face, they didn't show like his face kind of like come apart like they did in the right. In the manga. And so I kind of thought that was like a little bit of an injustice. But yeah, I thought like it's weird because they said like, you know, like um, uh, Jotaro was going to die. Like I thought he was going to die earlier or that he was going to die permanently. Yes, I, I'm with you. I was I was very confused. But hey, man, there you go. Not not no big deal. So in mm-hmm. this one, we get a lot of backstory from uh, Weather Report. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. We get his backstory. What do you think about his backstory, Brian? Let's just kind of get into our favorite bits. And I really liked his backstory. So what do you think? So his backstory, um, I really liked it too. I mean, I feel like um, it was just so weird because, like, you know, we had, like, kind of that, like, um, um, what they call it? Like the red fish, the red herring. Yes. Red herring. Where we thought he might have been evil because, you know, like, we saw him oh, yeah. just, like, as soon as he got his memories back. That he was just gonna, he was <laughs> off, just gonna kill fucking Pushy, exactly. or like he just didn't give a fuck. He was like hurting everybody, you know. Right. And so, um, we just thought like you know maybe he just like, awoken a bad guy, right? Yeah. And so I kind, I kind of like that a lot, where they kind of like preface it, but then we kind of see, <laughs> we kind of see the backstory where you know, um, he was like separated from his family early on, where like he's Pucci's twin brother. Right. It kind of feels like a it kind of feels like a telenovela, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah, it was very dramatic, right? But yeah, but he was like, you know, he gets separated from his brother, and then he ends up falling in love with his sister, and right. then like, yeah. Instead of Pucci doing like the most sensible thing, um, <laughs> and just kind of like telling them and not making it a big deal, <laughs> he hires a PI that was a fucking clansman oh, to God. um. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> to kind of kind of like you know create a situation where they break up but little did know or like he was being racist towards what a report was it because so i don't understand because a lot of people say that poochie just has a tan um yeah that's the I don't, weird thing right? i don't yeah but then you see his dad where he's like his dad is super dark well he's Wait. dark he, you know he has a, he's a dark skin complexion he's more tanned i'm just kidding i don't, I don't know yeah he has and so you think I don't know if they're half, but then I think because like his adoptive mother married 
you know, a black person. That's how, that's why they were hanging. Well, the report. I feel like it kind of got jumbly around there. It, it, got, it got jumbly, no doubt. I was very confused as well, honestly. Uh huh. But yeah, but, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, it totally made. I totally made sense to me, and I and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was great too. Though his backstory. I mean, obviously, yeah. When he first got his memory back, he just walked him back, and I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna be a bad guy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I, I was, I was very, um, I was convinced that he was a bad guy until we got his backstory and um, we end up getting, um, you know, the the pretty big battle here at the with uh, with Weather Report, Anastasia, and just um, Anastui and everybody here, and uh, he ends up dying. I'm like, oh shit, you know, and yeah. he gives his stand though. He ends up giving it to Jolene, and uh, she just kind of has it there and. Uh, you know they're, they're trying to revive him, but you know they're not really Jorno. Uh, so so here's something that like I didn't like fully understand. It showed that um, that weather report had the the Joe Star kind of bruise, right? Or, yeah, or right. Like, well, it was a bro- birthmark, but now they're calling it a bruise. <laughs> and I don't think they fully like kind of like uh, um like told us they didn't like fully tell us what happened. What do you how did you interpret that? I don't remember them calling it a bruise or even the birthmark, but I remember it just appearing there, and I was very confused. And I feel like I'm with you. I feel like we didn't get any answers to that at all. It just kind of happened. It was like, oh, the star exists because, there. Yeah, because yeah, kind of like early in the in this in this core, um, they showed that like you know like kind of like Dio's sons had it right. Yes, which kind of does make sense because they technically are Joe stars through like Jonathan. Yes. Um. And so, you know, they showed, like, those three characters and then also Weather Report. Um, but, like, you know, they kind of made it like, oh, why does everybody... They called it a bruise. But, like, we've known it as the birthmark, of, you know, the right. Joestar birthmark. Yeah. And so that's where I'm kind of, like, confused on. Yeah, I don't... We didn't get any answer to it, I feel like, at all. Even yeah. at the end, or nothing really. It was it was just strange. No answers. Okay. It's unfortunate. Because I was about to say, I think Weather Report, like, if he is a Joe Star, he's probably, like, the strongest one. I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like his stand is just fucking OP. His stand's OP? Yeah. Probably not stronger than Jorno still, but, yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. He's but, yeah, that, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. A lot of people were saying that, actually, Jorno not getting involved in this fight is uh, a plot hole. Hmm. Because if... If Pucci really did reset the world, oh, I'm getting, I'm jumping ahead here. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get to that. So the other fight that happened too was uh, the Netherworld fight, where um, they're under the hole, and then there's a mm-hmm. fucking plane, you know, flying, and his stand kind of recreates uh, the, an accident, right? And they have uh-huh. to figure out who survived and when, and they have to decide whether to uh, keep the kids there, you know, because the kids that survived or <laughs> replace them with themselves. So that was. Yeah. Um, that was kind of you know uh, a butt clenching scene. It's pretty good. And I don't know. I feel like um, <laughs> sorry to cut you off real quick, but I feel like kind of the, the like the fights in the season, or like well, I think the season in general, or like I don't know, but well, specifically to this like this core or whatever, I feel like they kind of feel like dreams. Like, have you ever had like scary ass like fucking dreams where like you know you're put in this weird situation and like you know you feel like you can do stuff, but like also. At the same time, you feel like kind of like an observer. Okay, I mean, I don't know. No, is that just me? 
I think that's just you, yeah. Okay, well, I don't know. For me, they kind of feel like, you know, dreams were like, because um, it's not like, a, like most of the fights here like aren't like very punch-punch fights, right? Oh, gotcha. Where like, yeah. um, you know, kind of like the first one was Anasui and Weather Report and um, the first uh, Deal Sun. The yeah. one was like the, where like all the storytellers that like, came to life. Okay. Yeah. And um, and and they created like the hero to defeat it, like um, I don't know. Like sometimes, like when I see like the show, it just reminds me of a dream where like um, like you know you have like Jolie and like instead of moving or like doing anything, she's just like sitting, standing there screaming, or <laughs> okay. I don't know. Like it, I don't know. For me, like it, it like it very much reminds me of like dream sequences. Okay, yeah, sometimes when they do that shit, yes, I, I agree. When they're just yelling the whole time, when they can just move their ass, but they're like, oh, you know, I'm like, okay, what are you guys, what's happening? Yeah, I kind of, yeah, right. I know what you mean, actually, right there. Yeah, I, I can relate to that a little bit. Okay, okay. But yeah, we had that fight, and of course, um, Hermes is able to save them by combining her body with Jolene's, and yeah. Uh-huh. So they're saved there, they... Nothing happened. I mean, we didn't mention that. Yeah, Weather Report comes back, and then his uh, true stand gets revealed that he can turn people into snails, right? And yeah, yeah. It's pretty gross. It kind of, it definitely gave me very big uh, Junji Ito vibes because there's a story of like turning into snails in that. And everybody just kind of grossly turning into snails, being slow was definitely a Junji Ito vibe. And of course, mm-hmm. for some reason, um, Pucci is not affected by it at all. He just kind of, you know, because he knows uh, the secrets of the stand. And mm-hmm. uh, what was it again, Brian? What were the secrets of the stand to not get affected by it? What was I it? I think it's, it was not by, like, looking at it. Is that what it was? I think, okay. I think it's, like, if you touch it or if you, like, because, like, the main thing, it was, like, from the rainbows, right? Yes. And so I think the secret was, like, closing your eyes because, like, you remember when he was using, ah. like, Anasui as, like, kind of his, like, pair of eyes as well? That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so and then that happens, and then it gets resolved pretty quickly here. And then, uh, yeah, Pucci runs away, and, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's once again morphing even more so, and he gets uh, a new stand ability here. And mm-hmm. um, he can kind of, um, you see, like, they're, they're driving towards him, right? And then gravity shifts, like, you know, for them in a way, or, like, the road shifts. I don't know. I, no, it, it was gravity that shifted, right? I think. Yeah, like, it was a gravity that shifted, and then, like, kind of, like, pulls them. Yeah, it pulls him down, and yeah, they're trying to fight him now while they're going uphill. So that's a thing now. And then they, they confront Pucci, and they fight him again. And so and then they fight him there, you know, trying to trying their best to fight him. And then we finally get uh, Jotaro back in action here. Yeah. In this right here, I'm I'm kind of skipping ahead a bit, but not really. And uh, what do you think of the name here, Ryan, of Made in Heaven? I think it was pretty clever. Like maiden, yeah, maiden, not made in heaven. Like you know, just to avoid copyright. I think that's pretty clever. Yeah, I thought it was clever too. It was just kind of like the names like hella throw me off because like like you know oh they God. obviously yeah, say dude. in the script and then like what what you read is different. Like like you know we have sea moon. I think sea moon is probably like the worst one. <laughs> oh my God! Because like it's S E E instead of like the just like the sea, right? Yeah. But I thought made in heaven was um a really good way to kind of like combat like the whole like um kind of like the the whole like copyright thing yeah yeah there was you know like uh, same with weather report i think his weather forecast right and it's like uh, i don't know yeah yeah weather <laughs> weather forecast and like oh my just God. like literally everybody and i feel like they should have like kind of like planned that out before 
I just, well, I mean, how can you plan it out when America's so, uh, you know, copyright and sue hungry that yeah, yeah. I understand why, but it, it really, yeah, it throws you off, man, where there's saying something different and the subtitles are saying I don't like, like, you're like, what? It's just, yeah, it's really annoying. Like, stone free. And you're like, okay, well, I guess uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's strange. Well, anyhow, um, you think that uh is going to defeat Pucci? And uh, he doesn't, and unfortunately, uh, Made in Heaven, you know, happens, and then the days are going by really fast and shifting, and then, you know, time is going by fast like crazy. And, mm-hmm. of course, um, it's just uh, Poochie going insanely fast with the time, so they they can't really see him as he's fucking everybody, you know, with his horse. He has a fucking horse now. Yeah, fucking badass horse. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, dude, but... Yeah, that's happening now, and uh, yeah, well, now they don't stand a chance, it seems like, except for Jotaro can kind of stop time and see him, but, you know, it's not really enough. Um, mm-hmm. So this ending, was this is a good one. This is where I thought, like, you know, all hope was lost pretty much. Like, how are they going to win this, for sure? Because it seemed like he was so so overpowered at this point. Yeah. Do you kind of, do you want to kind of, like, talk about like kind of the ending or like you know what how what you kind of like thought about it or like um how you kind of like explain it in a way okay let's i'll try my best so the ending fights here what happens is jolene attaches emporio to a dolphin and poochie is making time go so fast that it's going so fast to the point of resetting the world and he resets everything and the only one that uh, remembers anything is Poochie and Emporio because, of course, everybody knows that if a human grabs onto a dolphin, they'll take him back to shore. It's just, <laughs> actually, I think it's actually a fact, which is weird. But Wait, is that a real thing? It's a real thing, I think. Yeah, dolphins do help humans get back to shore. It's, they're really smart, dude, yeah. Oh, what the fuck? I okay, that, that's I think, cool. I think okay. that's a real thing, yeah. Damn, that's a fun fact of the day. Okay, I like it. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, they, they've been known to defend humans from sharks and everything. Anyway, well, um, which we don't deserve, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, so that, yeah, Emporio goes and does that. He's trying to after him, but Emporio does not. And world resets, and he remembers everything. And Emporio ends up saving the day by going mm-hmm. into his little room. And how did he take him out again? Um... Yeah, he, so he took it to the room and he kind of infused himself with like made in heaven and not made in heaven with weather report oh that's right um yes did emporio ever have a stand yeah he can uh he can push it in his body right he can remember the computer he can like pull it out and it's the kind of like the well, turtle he had like a little he had like a little bag that did that do you remember when they found it like on his belt or whatever was that not his stand i have no honestly i have no <laughs> i have no idea so if if there's good um Chance that it is. The name of his stand is burning down the house. Mm. But you, we just never see it like physically manifest or what? I guess not because I, you know, you see him kind of, you know, there's like a little crack in there, and he can mm-hmm. go in there. Is that part of his stand ability? I don't know. He has I no physical don't. manifestation though. That's what it says here. It's a pure ability, but it's linked mm-hmm. to a special location and several items. Interesting. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so he gets weather report. He gets weather report and yeah, he uh he fucks shit up. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, go ahead, man. So should I should I explain my theory? Explain it, man. I don't I don't know what you're going to say, so I'm curious. Let's go. 
okay so all right so you know well we'll, we'll finish off what you said where you know you know he kills Pucci, time goes fast again yeah and suddenly in emporios um outside of the great dolphin prison yeah um where he runs into um Hermes and <laughs> yeah. she got kicked out of the bus because she didn't have like <laughs> she didn't have enough um well she had money but she only had a 50 and she didn't want to nobody could break it and uh, so right. they left her <laughs> threw her ass out and then that's when Anousi and Jolene or Irene oh yeah in this universe is it I have no idea question mark that's that's kind of a question mark I'm kind of I'm right. kind of uh a little confused on that one yeah but um so we have Irene and and a kiss is that right and sweet kiss and a, and, and a sweet oh. yeah they they changed his name to and an a and a kiss or something like that what the hell I don't good lord I don't know anyways they changed his name too he has a different name okay. and so Ermi's sister is alive right hell she didn't yeah. die in this timeline and Jotaro is presumably a better dad where um <laughs> where Jolene isn't like acting out in rebellion. Yep. And so they're gonna go meet Jotaro to see if they approve of Anasui being hit her boyfriend or whatever. Hell yeah, let's go dude. And um and so it kinda ends like that, like a very happy ending. Yes. And so but see this is where people are split. Is this like a third alternate universe? Um that doesn't that they were put in right because you know Pucci has like a lot of rules yes. where like you know what he wanted to do was like kind of like creating the other universe was that people who didn't die by him could come back alive and um and know that know their own destiny right and so right. they kind of like i don't know in some way that's connected to heaven because like the entire thing is about destiny right and so that's right. like yes. his ultimate plan is for everybody to know their own destiny and maybe live their best life. I don't know. Um, kind of. I kind of. I think I need another rewatch for that one. Yeah. And so. Um, sorry. Did you have? Did you want to say anything? No. Go ahead. I mean, like. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'll go ahead. And so you know, so that's that was like you know kind of like the Pucci verse, right? Where <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where they they end up back into prison. Um, Emporio ends up back in prison, seeing like a fake Jotaro and a fake Jolene. Because, like, you know, technically they died okay. in the first universe. And so to replace them, they have, like, a copy of themselves that that are them, but not quite them, right? Because, yes. like, you know, Jotaro didn't look sexy as he always did. And Jolene had, like, uh, like oranges on her, like, shirt instead of, like, spider webs. I don't exactly know. I forgot. No, it was, like, a hornet. I don't know. You're right. But so that's the Poochieverse, right? That's the Poochieverse, yep. And so, okay, so here's the theory. Here's theory one. Well, the first theory was like they killed Pucci and they entered a different universe that's not their own. So that's so that's so that's theory one, right? Yes. Where like there's three separate universes. The, yeah, of course. Makes and sense. And so, so theory two, um, is a little bit different. Where you know, you know, everybody dies. You know, Anusi, Jolene, Chotaro, and enemies they all die. And so they don't, so they have like a different version of themselves in the Poochieverse, which is the second universe, right? The first reset. Oh, good lord. Um, the first Evangelion bomb. <laughs> yep. Just kidding. Okay, <laughs> let's not bring that into here. But we, we'll try to keep this as concise, right? And so 
the second theory goes that you know when Emporio kills Pucci in the Pucci verse, um, since, um, since Pucci didn't make it all the way to kind of like the timeline where he reset the world the first time, that there was a there was still a little bit of the first universe still left alive, right? Because okay, you know, because like he resets it at the very end in universe one where they're in Cape Carnival or whatever they call it, right? But in the Pucci verse, they're a little bit behind. They're still in the first day when when Jolene first gets caught. And so, um, oh, okay, okay. And so the theory goes like when Emporio killed Pucci, Pucci couldn't reset the world the first time, right? Right. And so it kind of like they go back into the first timeline, but since like Pucci's rule, where like if if anybody dies during the first one. Um, they don't get reincarnated into the next one, right? Right. And so, since he wasn't reincarnated in in Universe 3, ah, oh, fuck. The original universe that got resetted, which, the Irene universe, okay? We'll call that the Irene universe. Okay. So, I don't know if this fucking makes sense. I might have lost people already. Sorry. <laughs> but, like, you know. So, so, since he died in the Poochieverse, um, he he's not he didn't exist in the regular universe and so it created that irene verse where he's not like he's not around so jo- so dio didn't have another disciple after him and oh. so jojo i mean so jotaro wasn't you know always absent right and so right. he was more involved in jolin's life and you know that's where we see this positive timeline where like you know weather report is still alive Yep. Um, Ermi's sister isn't dead. That's right. He's hitchhiking. Ermi's sister isn't dead because Pucci. And then Jolene's not in jail. And, you know, and maybe since Jolene didn't go to jail, she met Anna Sui. And Anna Sui didn't kill his girlfriend, right? I kind of forgot the Anna Sui background, but I think that was kind of his, like, thing. Yes. And so, and so actually, you could say that in the second theory, um, it turned the universe into the good ending because, like, the original universe was kind of like the bad ending where Dio had another disciple that kind of, like, you know, made in heaven. Right. Right? And so he was able to complete that. And so, but since he completed the bad ending, Pucci died, creating the good ending. And I think this is why I fucking alternate universes and time manipulation is so bullshit because it gets hella confusing hella quick. Yes. And... So did that make sense? It, it made you know the, the second theory made more sense to me, honestly. I kind of like I kind of like the second theory more. The second theory, the first theory got really convoluted, and you kind of lost me. I'm gonna lie, but the second one it seems like more of an Araki thing to do, where you know it's JoJo. There's bullshit in it, and we accept that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know the way that his stand has rules and how the third universe was made and everything that does make a lot more sense to me. And yeah, now because there is no more mortal enemies, every one of Dio's, you know, whether it be Pucci, his sons, everybody except for Giorno is now dead. So mm-hmm. that means that it's over and it's a really good way to close the Joe, the, the Dio, the Dio yeah. arc. Yeah. The Dio era is over and it really is a good way to do it. I agree. I that's a hundred percent good point because I was kind of getting tired of the whole Dio having to be like the enemy. Yes. In and every single thing. Yep. And so I think that was a definitely a great way to kind of like, you know, 
and Dio, right? Yes. Which is like ultimate like disciple. I'm over Dio, 100%. I love Dio, but, you know, it's enough, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think the third theory actually, I mean, the second theory, not the third. I'm thinking timeline now with you. But the second theory yeah. made way more sense, and I like it. I think it okay. does make sense in the terms of JoJo, which, I mean, you know, doesn't really make sense, but it does make sense in this way. I think it was done well. I mean, second theory, I like it way better. The first one, I was just so confused, but this one actually does, uh, it, it works. It works. Yeah, yeah. So I like the second theory too because it means like it was happy ending and like, yep. You know, like it's kind of weird because like in JoJo, the endings are always bittersweet, right? Where like mm. usually everybody dies, <laughs> like you know, like Jorno, like most of his crew fucking died, and it was <laughs> yep. just him and Misa. Yeah, and Jotaro's crew, most of them died as well. Exactly, and so to kind of end it, see, but this is where I got confused because I thought like. So when I read the spoilers a long time ago, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought Jolene lost, and Pucci resetted the world, and that's where that's where Steel Ball Run comes into. Oh wow, really? And so that's how I thought that the, how they transitioned, where like Jotaro dies, Jolene lost, Pucci won, he resets the world, and the world resets to the Steel Ball Run. Oh, that would have been interesting. But and so that's. Okay. So that's how I thought. That's what I was thought was gonna come. I thought that everybody was gonna lose and die. Wow. Poochie wins, and then we get Steel Ball Run in the future. Really? Wow. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're wrong. I'm glad that Jolene ended up winning the uh, yeah. Emporio. Um, you know, because she entrusted him with everything, and uh, yeah, her her uh, her gamble paid off really well. So yeah, it did. So yeah, I'm. Yeah, this is. Good, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is way better than I would have expected an ending to happen, especially with uh, the amount of people that don't like this season. I thought so. Not people didn't like it. No, I mean part six, the manga when it for when people were comparing, saying that this was like the second to worst, you know, after the first part of JoJo, or uh, saying that this is like the worst of JoJo in general, and then part mm. se- you know, pretty much part five was really masterpiece level, and then mid part six and then you know we're gonna get part six whatever just to get part seven already just fucking forget about part six is what i always heard all the time i never heard anybody say that part six was good and i don't understand Mm. it one bit i mean it wrapped up yeah it's so bullshit i don't understand because everybody was saying to skip part six especially when like you know we had the hiatus between five and six exactly yeah we're like oh like let's just skip part six and go to part seven yeah which, which you know which is now a problem for me because I remember jumping into this, I was really down and I had my expectations low and it blew mm-hmm. me away. And yeah. now I think it's one of the better ones of all of JoJo. And now part mm-hmm. seven is so hyped up that I'm going to go in with high expectations and I might get let down. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, especially with the horses, I don't know if they're going to they do it. Oh God. Yeah. So yeah, I don't understand as a whole though. I think JoJo Part 6 is, like, peak JoJo. It's more JoJo what we like to see, you know, craziness. And then if it wrapped up, I think, honestly, phenomenally, man. I don't, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, I don't understand the hate for it. So I, I never will, and I don't care because I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah, fuck everybody else. Exactly. Yeah, I thought it was definitely good. And I think especially, like, when it comes to stands, um, it's weird because I was kind of getting st- tired of stands in a way okay i understand and so that. i thought that was kind of good where like you know like steel ball run kind of like resets that and they don't really use stands or no. I, I think they do i think they do i don't know i think they do but 
I know they have something called spin, but um. Oh wow. But um. But yeah, I think it's interesting because I I feel like mo- a lot of interesting stands came, especially during this arc. I feel like <laughs> we had like a lot of good stands. Right. You know, we have fi- weather report at its fullest. I thought Netherworld was Underworld was really good. Um. Yeah, I thought this. I thought these were great, and I thought you know like, um, is it a fucking another amazing JoJo story? Right. Exactly. I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought this time around we're gonna give it a really low score, but nope. Here we are. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, with, with that, Brian, I think you wrapped it up pretty well with those two theories. Do you want to give it a rating or any final thoughts on the entirety of JoJo's Part Six? Or, you know, I don't know what you want to do here. I don't know any final thoughts on, you know, this era of JoJo is finally over. Do you want to rate it um, overall or just the core? Um, Give me your core and then your overall. Let's do both. Okay. Okay, for sure. All right. Okay, so, you know, as I said, I think, um, like, sometimes I get tired. Well, I mainly got tired in stanzas of, like, in number four. Yeah. But... I think this one has like fuck ton of fucking good ass stands. Yes. Um, it is kind of a little confusing when it comes to Pushi, like, you know, evolving. Cause, I, you know, we had White Snake, and then I think the Green Baby <laughs> gives him the power of Sea Moon, the whole gravity thing. Yeah. And how Sea Moon went to fucking Made in Heaven, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> it might have been the new moon, but I don't know if the two or three days passed. I kind of lost track. Yeah. I have no idea. But Netherworld was good. So I had amazing stands, I had amazing fights. You know, it had like good moments where like, you know, they're laughing at the fucking um they're laughing at the fucking alligators and, and um <laughs> Jolie uh Jolene threw her fucking um ring at it without even knowing. Oh my god. That he was gonna propose. But um <laughs> but yeah, I kinda did wish there was like more like, you know, like less action. Yeah. But I mean it's not it's not a critique. Um but like mind fuck and I think it just wrapped it up perfectly. So I think I give the core a 10 out of 10 and then i give the overall series a 9 out of 10 excellent mm-hmm. all right well for me for this final core i thought the action you know the backstory of uh weather report you know oh yeah the backstories were good as fuck the too. backstory is really good um you know you got the cow you got, you got the cowboy you know you can't can't forget him how he was dressed can't forget the how <laughs> their their designs were crazy again that that never changes i love it um, yeah. yeah, the action was good, man. You know, you had a lot of despair. I really thought it was over. You know, I really thought that Pucci won and it was game over. I'm yeah. like, okay, this is it, man. They reset. I was ready for it. I was ready, man. I'm like, who are these funky looking people? You know, you had a Jotaro kind of deal, but not really Jotaro and Jolene. And I thought it was, yeah, I'm like, oh, this is all right. I guess uh, JoJo loses and yeah, we're going to reset Dio. He might do it like this. But, you know, he plot twist is my plot twist again. And... You know, I was I was very happy. I did not expect any of that to happen at all. And I like when that happens, when just anything I thought was going to happen was not there, whether it be Jotaro's death. I thought that was for sure going to happen, but no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, for this core for me, too, I'll give it a 10 out of 10 as well. And overall, for this season, Jolene's arc, I'll have to give it a 10 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. I think it's for Hell sure yeah. up there with the likes of Part 5 and Part 3. Um, it's No, 100%. It's definitely yeah. out there. I don't know if people are talking about. It is phenomenal. You know, obviously, uh, Feru's eye performed phenomenally. She did the role of a delinquent, you know, a cute girl, everything, you name it, mad, angry, She's, sad. like, sensitive. 
it was amazing. You know, like super caring Tori Emporio. Exactly. Like, yeah, she's literally wide ass range. One hundred percent did an amazing role, and obviously, I know it was her dream to do Jolene, and she got it, and I'm very happy for her. She's great. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this break. I don't know. I feel like mainly like, um, I don't know if it's fair to me to give like the that it like a nine out of ten, just because like I feel like the like the one point took off. It's just mainly because of like how it was like released, right? Because I don't fair, know. Because I feel like. You know, if you think about it in part five, I feel like the breaks would have been okay because like the story is so like, you know, like it's like we've we've seen that story before. Right. Where like, yeah. you know, Jorno's rise to be a mafia boss. He's going to kill, you know, the dude. A lot <laughs> of good action. Yes. But this one, like, I felt like there was a lot of things with Poochie and like backstories and like it just feels weird because I feel like I don't remember a lot of their backstories, you know, especially or, that like, first I, break, I, man. It was rough. Yeah, exactly. And so like. You know, it's also good because, like, it's weird because this season is, like, the only one that didn't have, like, recap episodes as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And um, maybe because you can just stream them again. I don't know exactly the reason, but um, it's weird. This one didn't have any recap episodes, even though it's, like, the most story dense. I mean, they did have them in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's kind of hard. It, it was kind of hard to remember it all, you know? It was. And, and there was a lot of information. It was, and I think if you're a person that's not, you know, you're still catching up on JoJo, whether you're on part three, part four, I think you're lucky. You're going to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, binge watch this, and I think that's going to work yeah, way I, better. I think it would work way better if, if this was binge or, like, less time, like, time breaks it. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, every time this came out, I always binge watch it. I was always glued to the damn show, and it was, it was hard to look away because it was just so damn good. So, the mm-hmm. fact that people can just binge watch the entirety of the 30 plus episodes, 39 episodes or 38, whatever it is, they are extremely lucky and fortunate because, yeah, we had to just suffer through that, like, eight-month hiatus almost. And, yeah, that was that was a rough one. But, you know, whatever. What can we do? Netflix ruining it for everybody. But then again, you know, it seemed like uh, they had more time to work with no recap episode maybe. They had a... You know more breathing room, so that's also good. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and we'll see if uh, Part Seven comes out on Netflix again, or and maybe Disney Plus will pick up if it blew up like this. You know, and if they mm-hmm. do, that'd be pretty cool too. We can get it on Hulu. Not around nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that was another amazing episode of the Anime Fridge. Make sure to check out the first two parts that we've done on Jolie's adventure, but also we have all of we've done. We're caught up. We've done all of them. Check them out. Oh, yeah. Hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Anime Fridge, and Twitter as well. And then email us at animefridge at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts on the episode. Um, I'm Brian. That's my senpai, Arturo Chan, and Jenna. Bye, guys.